Hello and welcome to another edition of Solid Steps Radio. My name is Chad Russell. I am the co-host and I'm staring over at Kurt Souter, who's my co-host and he is from Further Still Ministries. How are you doing this morning, Kurt? Chad, fantastic. Yes, it is uh, It is fantastic. Do you know why it's a fantastic day? I, I think I do. Because today's the last day we get to hear any <laughs> political ads on TV or the radio. Because when we're taping this, if you, you're checking us out on a podcast or if you're checking it out live on the radio as it airs, we're taping this on Election Tuesday. We tape all of our shows on Tuesday mornings to air the following weekend, and we're taping on Election Day. And yeah. everyone here is glad to be over with the election so we can kind of move on. And, and we're praying to the, to the Lord God for uh, help and grace, right? Exactly, yes. And as our guest mentioned earlier, that God is still the, the – he rules the town, as he said. And I, I like that. So no matter who's, who uh, wins the election. But if you're just listening and you're just tuned in, thanks for listening. We are a show for men by men. We had our first men's event last week. Uh, and again, depending on when you hear this, we taped it last week. And that is going to air Thanksgiving weekend. And it was a great time. We had Matthew Sleeth on there. He came and talked about how to leave a legacy for your your family and uh, seven different things that can can contribute to that. And it was a great night, wasn't it? It was a fantastic night. Yeah. yeah. So, a, lot, a lot of fun. So any information you want to know about this show, you can visit our Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash Solid Steps Radio. You can go to iTunes. You can go to SoundCloud.com. And you just type in Solid Steps Radio. And you'll be able to hear all of our past shows, including this one. We're very excited to have some guests today in our studio who will have a little bit different perspective than some folks here in this town may have on today's election and and, in our culture and in general. I'd love to hear how a couple folks from, uh, from Africa would view our election day. Yeah, because you know what they uh, they have traveled the farthest. Oh yeah, <laughs> and they're not even voting today, but they're here, right? So, yeah. They have traveled the farthest to get here to yeah. to be a part of our radio show. I think they're the furthest we've had a guest. It's safe to say we've never had a guest. Uh, Indiana was the furthest. I think we've had somebody come. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. well, it is a great, it is a delight to have uh, Florence with us today, and Simon, and uh, you guys have been friends of of my family and, and uh, the Souders for quite a few years now and uh, it is a, del- a delight to have you on the show so welcome thank you thank you good to be here and so, good to see you again so, so uh, okay so the first time we met uh, was when my had my whole family we were we were with LA LIA yes. which uh, Florence tell us what that is LIA stands for? Well, LIA stands for Life in Abundance International. We are a ministry that's based out of Nairobi, Kenya, and is serving the poor and the vulnerable in 12 countries in Africa, two countries in the Caribbean. So that's that's who we are, that's work, working with a church that the poor may be redeemed. Mm. Yes. And uh, you, you, the ministry just continues to expand. There's needs everywhere. There's needs everywhere. We've just come from Haiti. Uh, we have our staff team there, and there's needs everywhere because the poor are just so vulnerable. A hurricane comes, and it knocks them back to uh, dependency, it knocks them back to the basics. Uh, so the Lord calls us to serve the poor and the vulnerable, especially in their vulnerability through the local church. Mm. So we continue to grow, and we are just thankful that the Lord is sustaining us. And this guy right next to you. 
This guy right next to me happens to be my brother and my pastor as well. Um, not, ju- not just your, <laughs> not just a brother in Jesus, but yeah, your blood brother. My blood brother. Um, <laughs> and what a gift! Uh, what a blessing! So just really thankful. It's only God who can do this. Uh, so just thankful that the Father has allowed us to to know Him and to serve Him. Mm. So we celebrate that today. And God has used both of you in a, in a big way, really around the world. Simon, tell us a little bit about what's uh, you've been traveling to and fro. Um, where have you been lately? Well, uh, mainly around Africa. I'm glad to be here with my sister, for sure, my <laughs> elder sister. <laughs> She's uh, amazing. Um, uh, she's been like w- a person I've looked up to for many years, uh, since when I was young, even in the faith. And so I'm glad to be here. But yeah, I've uh, been traveling a lot around Africa. And uh, a few weeks ago, I was in Poland. Um, so just just getting to see what the Lord is doing across the world. And it's it's a great privilege. It is, it is a privilege, isn't and it? And really good to be here during your election day. I mean, we have been watching keenly, especially me. I love politics. <laughs> <laughs> well, Out stick, of stick, Africa. Stick around here for a little bit. You all love him as much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I came to observe and pray. <laughs> but I think it's everywhere that we get frustrated by the leadership uh, we seem to have. And that frustration is good because and as a church, we get to realize that God is the only perfect leader and that uh, beyond the politicians, you know, we have one king that is almighty God. And so I pray that whichever way the elections go, that uh, this country will look up to God as a king, as a leader, as the only one who could uh, uh, be able to provide Eden again. Nobody is able to do that. Whether it's Trump or Clinton, it's really, uh, but these leaders, you know, make us desire God even more. So I pray that will be the result. But, you know, the Lord can use even, <clears throat> in, in, biblically, yeah. can, can use wicked people, evil mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. like King Nebuchadnezzar of mm-hmm. old, to, to, he is not thwarted. Yeah. God cannot be stopped. That's right. Um, so no matter who wins. Now, mm-hmm. and, and so many times we we can put a lot of trust and a lot of hope and a lot mm-hmm. of, you know, emphasis on mm-hmm. who's going to win. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and there is importance to that. I, yeah. I'm, but uh, we, we want to hear from your perspective a little bit. Um, uh, again, you two are, come from Kenya, mm-hmm. a family of how many? Well, 10. Uh, 10 from my mother, 20 from my dad. (laughs) (laughs) I have five kids, and sometimes I'm like, oh, it's so hard. So uh, that that's a house full right there. Uh, that's that's a full house. So wait a minute. So there's ten between you. There's ten of you all siblings. Is that right? Yeah. And then you have, but your father has twenty children total. Yeah, uh, he had two wives. Okay. Uh, and so each wife ten. That's okay. a good balance. <laughs> <laughs> so Florence and I are part of uh, one family. Uh, we share a mother. And uh, she's number three, and I'm number eight. Wow. Yeah. That's right. And the, di- the age difference between you two is? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I recall when, when our father passed away, uh, Simon was uh, much younger than I was. So 
maybe the age difference there was about 12 years. 12, 12 years. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's, it's just interesting how the Lord works and moves and, you know, in, in the midst of a, a huge family, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. 10 and then another 10 and 20 total, how, all, how God works and all that and, and how he has called both of you into ministry mm-hmm. um, throughout Africa and beyond. Correct. So, so I'd love to turn the corner here a little bit and talk with you a little bit about what, what do you see God um, doing in the continent of Africa? So, Florence, you start us out. Yes. Um, you know, I have been amazed over the last, I would say about the last 15 to 20 years. Um, I've seen God turning a corner in calling leadership, uh, calling leadership into place. I think it was just about the time Nelson Mandela was uh, was exiting, and I think he was an inspiration to so many people mm-hmm. uh, that it is possible to provide good leadership, it's possible to have a legacy, and it's possible to be of integrity and lead well. Uh, so I think many people began to emulate that. Many people began to feel it's possible, even in a continent like Africa, to arise. and. Um, it's inspired the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen leadership in the church growing, um, especially for me as a woman, uh, coming to be led by good leadership. I've found people that I can hamper myself before, people I can look up to, people I can look to for protection and calling out in that leadership. And I, I am just thankful. I think what it's done for the church, finding um, those people in place who are leading well, the church has thrived. So we are in this process where there's this growth in the church and healthy growth, especially of the younger leaders, because they're looking up to good leadership in place, especially in the church. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, when you see, when you're, when you're seeing this integrity, character, humility, these great qualities that, that the Word of God just teaches on, the, the Word of God continues to spread and, and the church continues to grow. Exactly, yeah. I think just being under that atmosphere where you feel there's good leadership, you can sit back and relax and um, mm. yeah, apply yourself fully knowing there's good leadership in place. That's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Maybe just to add on that, I think that things I've seen in Africa right now, it's uh, a great desire for people to come back to God. Mm. I think it's been argued that the church is uh, growing the fastest in Africa and China. Mm-hmm. And just a lot of people looking up to God, uh, taking their desperation to the place where it belongs, to the Almighty God. But secondly, I've seen um, a sense of responsibility for the church. Uh, many people across the continent saying, we have problems here, this is our inheritance in God, and we just need to deal with the problems of Africa, social, political, economic, you know, the church mm-hmm. uh, owning the continent that God has given us. And lastly, it's just a sense of uh, missional calling. 
a lot of churches in Africa now beginning to send people out of Africa into China, into the Arab world, into different places to say, it's time for us, we've received for a long time, it's time for us to send out our sons, like many others, the West mm. did many years ago. That's but send out our sons and daughters to the rest of the world to bring the gospel. So That's awesome. We're going to pick up back on that. We need to take a break right now, but I want to learn more about that, Simon. Yeah, so we're looking forward to hearing more about how God is moving in Africa. And we're also going to talk the next couple segments about the correlation between the father and the child relationship and whether you are in a village in Kenya or whether you are in a subdivision in America, there are some things that doesn't matter where you are. That father-child relationship is of mm-hmm. God and, and those things uh, are divine. So we're going to talk more about that in a moment. We're going to take a break. Thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Souter. We're here with Florence and Simon from Africa, Dr. Florence, I may add, Yes. by the way, and, and she says she's sitting here with her pastor. I wonder if he reminds her of that every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So we're here on election day. And uh, if you need to vote your old flooring out of your house and get some new carpet, you need to go down to Carol Rogers Carpet One, and they will take care of you. And you can pick. You may not like who you're picking in the election, but you can like the carpet and the floors that you pick at Carol Rogers Carpet One. And l and Credit Union, they are a local lender, and they are very good to you, and they have been lo- very good to this community. So please go to our sponsors. Tell them you heard us on Solid Steps Radio. So it's it's great to have uh, Florence and, and Simon, uh, brothers and brother and sister, all the way from uh, Nairobi, Kenya. Um, but by the way, um, just so, so our listeners, um, you are Dr. Florence. You you got your MD back how many years ago? Um, it's been about yeah thirty five years. <laughs> yeah. Um, serving in the medical mission, yes. And and God has taken that that uh, medical experience, medical doctor, and has turned so that you are ministering and leading LIA, which is Life in Abundance International. And you, you started that ministry how long ago? It's been 21 years since Life in Abundance started its work, and uh, just a joy to see how the Father has led and continues to lead. That's that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And your brother Simon, Simon, you, uh, you, you're trained as an attorney, is that right? That's right. Golly, we have got an attorney and a doctor in here. Oh my word, <laughs> Chad, Chad! Let's let's just let's just pray right now. <laughs> I don't see how they get along. <laughs> so you guys are safe, you know? yeah, legally and medically. We're safe. Yeah, oh my yeah. goodness! Oh, yeah, but just to say, I think I was really inspired by my sister here as uh, she quit the medical profession, which is you know uh, quite something in Africa. Uh, to go into missions, and um, that stirred me up, and I began to think of doing the same at some point. And so eventually when I did law, uh, I just began to feel that there was a calling in my life to to get into ministry, into the church, eventually into the men's ministry, and I uh, got, in, in, got involved a lot in prayer ministry. And then just about five years ago, we put together a ministry called Transform Nations, and so now I'm working uh, for that, Transform Nations. Uh, a few countries in Africa, we have Transform Nations USA. And it's just been a pleasure to see the Lord begin to do some work, and especially uh, on the men. Uh, and, and what I was saying earlier, just beginning to see more people come out of Africa 
and begin to say, we want to take uh, what we are learning, you know, our story. I think God's story is a story of the world, what he's doing in America, in Africa, and all over the world. And the church in Africa beginning to feel a sense of responsibility. I've been surprised, you know, in South Africa, uh, in Kenya right now, I'm part of a church where we're sending out some young people to plant churches in Europe uh, and Asia. And just enjoying to see that and saying, you know, we're grateful God used the West to come to the rest of the world. But right now, as someone has said, missions is from everywhere to everywhere. And it's a great pleasure to see African sons and daughters give of themselves to go and minister to the rest of the world. That, that is a huge delight. Yeah. And when, when, when you see people who really begin to get mm. that God does not just save us, for our own salvation, but he saves us so that we can reach the world. That's true. We are blessed to be a blessing. You know, blessing becomes a stale when it's, you just hold it to yourself. When you begin to see that you're a conduit, you're a channel through which God uses, and I think just the unique story in Africa, I mean, in every culture, there's a unique story of what God is doing. And what God has been doing there, and especially with the men and the boys there, uh, it's going to be a story that will be told uh, in the rest of the world, as we have learned from the rest of the world as well. You're, you're really seeing the men in Africa step up to the plate. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the last few years I've been blessed to be part of uh, almost 10,000 men who have gone through one of the programs that we do uh, called Men Enough. Uh, it's an eight-week program. Men come together and begin to have conversations around, you know, what we see in Scripture about what does it mean to be a man. You know, I've seen four needs of men everywhere, I think. Uh, and number one is uh, men just asking themselves, what does it really mean to be a man in our society today and from God's perspective? What's the definition of masculinity? Uh, and number two, uh, a lot of people just feeling, men feeling, I need a safe place place, a place I could be real, I could be weak without being judged. I could just be a man who has issues and brings them to the table and other men listen to, to, to me. Uh, I, I really believe men are made men among other men. Amen it's to in that. the company of men that we are shaped into masculinity. Say that one more time. <laughs> men are made men among other men. So mm -hmm. as men begin to come together and uh, provide safety for one another and listen to each other and get real, I believe transformation is happening. And of course, we need brotherhood in those places. Yes, We need men just to lock arms and say, we're in this together. We're warriors together. Uh, we fight together and win together. Mm -hmm. And lastly, I think every man is looking to be part of something bigger, mm -hmm. to be missional, to have a satisfaction of significance. Uh, not just making money, not just um, uh, going to work, but being part of a bigger story that God is, is, is writing. So That's cool. I, I love <laughs> that last part. It reminds me of when Dallas Willard was uh, a little boy and his mom was passing away, and she said to her husband, keep eternity in the hearts of, my ch or the, of the children. Mm -hmm. And that, that's, we were, we're called to, mm -hmm. to be kingdom workers. We're called to be mm. players in the kingdom, not just sitting on the sidelines mm. and you know, maybe attending church and being a part of that, but to truly roll up our sleeves and uh, be kingdom workers. 
That's right, and, and be at the center of ministry in the church. I think for a long time we have left the ladies to run Sunday school, to be involved in much of the ministry. But I think as men, we just need to rise up as a sleeping giant, as someone has said, uh, and just realize we have a lot to offer, uh, both in the classroom, in Sunday school, uh, kids' ministries, everywhere we have a lot to offer. And not just get the delight of um, uh, work and what we conquer at work, but realize there's much more to life than just career. There's a there's an all-rounded calling that we have. What we are at home, what we are in church, what we are in the kingdom, we just need to be kingdom men, mm-hmm. not just men you know, pursuing the American dream, but men pursuing God dream or the kingdom dream. Yeah, so that's good stuff. Because we need we need we need the Florences of the world and we need women to but God calls us as men to step up that's why that's why chad and i this show has been such a blessing it's a show for men by men and uh you know when i think of uh, men stepping up to the plate Mm -hmm. um i i it reminds me of what the apostle john said i have no greater joy Mm -hmm. than to hear that my children are walking in the truth yeah. And he was saying that as a pastor, as a church leader. Mm. And we want every man to be able to say that yeah. when, when he is spiritually influencing others, mm. there is tremendous joy mm. and satisfaction in that because we are then being used by the living God. Mm. Well, that's, that's right. And uh, unfortunately, the crisis of masculinity is not just here. It's all over the world. I mean, we've seen it big time in Africa. Uh, men just feeling lost and stressed and uh, not sure what they're doing, messing up their families. Um, and just a great design men to be what they are called to be. Yeah, because it's satisfaction when you just become the man of God mm-hmm. that God has always called you to be. Sometimes I look at Exodus chapter 1 and I see the strategy of Pharaoh uh, to destroy Israel. And they began to say, you know, these guys are taking over. What do we do? And they came up with a two-pronged strategy. Number one, they said, let's get the men so busy. Let's get them stressed out. Let's in- Increase, multiply their work, give them no help, and just get them locked at work in such uh, an oppressive way. And number two, they said, let's kill the boys. Mm. You know, they talk to the midwives and say, when you see these boys being born, just kill them. Uh, and so I see that strategy all over the world. The boys in trouble without mentoring and not having a father and not having a mentor to walk with them. But secondly, the men just so stressed out that they have no time for their families, for the church, for the kingdom. Uh, and that seems to be the strategy across the land. Well, that you, you said strategy, and mm. I, I immediately think of that. That that was not only a strategy for Egypt and yeah. Pharaoh, but I think that's the strategy of the enemy. That's right. I mean, he if if he can destroy mm. the man or or make the man weak, yeah, um, we are in trouble. Mm. Um, we're going to need to take a break here, and we're going to come right back with talking about we because I want to talk with you about your what do you guys see in the men of our country, you know, and I want you to speak into that. So we're going to take a break and be back here shortly, and we're going to talk about for two more segments with Florence and Simon and talk more about manhood and how they see it in Africa, but how they see it here, and uh, talk more about that. So thanks for listening, and please join us uh, here in a few minutes on Solid Steps Radio. Solid Steps Radio. 